Think of yourself waiting for a concert to start and the curtain is drawn, but you can hear the chairs moving around behind the curtain and you can hear the shuffling of feet and you know that the stage is set and they're just about to raise the curtain and start the show. And that's, I think, where we are right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fearless with Mark and Amber, the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. If you are just joining us or you are new to the show, hello and welcome. My name is Amber Archer, and with me, as usual, is my husband, Mark Archer. The other half of husband and wife team. <laughs> Never mind him. I could just blame it on he's a creative, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I am a creative, and I do creative voices behind the microphone. Kind of sounds like Transformers. Op- Optimus Prime. I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> okay, moving on, people. Autobots. No. Roll stop. out. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So today, you guys, we are recording this on Wednesday. Or I'm sorry, on Tuesday. Tomorrow is inauguration day. And there have been people calling us just concerned, saying what's going to happen. And I think for us, our hope is in the Lord. Our podcast today, the show... Listen, we just want to give you guys hope. There is hope. This is not the end of the world, even though it may seem like it to a lot of people. It's not. We carry on. Mm-hmm. The gospel still goes on, sort of like Battle Hymn of the Republic that we did a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go back and listen to that podcast. Hey, his truth goes marching on. Mm-hmm. So you've got something for us today. I have many things for us today. Great. I think it's just, a, you know, last night we had... To have a discussion, a family, kind of a family discussion mm-hmm. about just what's been going on. And, you know, we, we haven't talked a lot about all of this. We don't really want to, it's not that we don't want to talk about current events, but we want to give people encouragement. And we're not a breaking news organization, right? It's just the <laughs> no. two of us. So it's not like we can give breaking news and analysis on things, but um, I, we felt like we did have to talk a little bit about what's been going on so well because our children are affected immensely because of quarantine mm-hmm. and the covid so everything just seems really hypersensitive yeah and throughout it all so last night our oldest was just in tears because all she sees is what's coming mm-hmm. you know she sees our frustrations we're against you know, abortion. Mm-hmm. We're against the evil and and the the beatings and the riotings and the burnings of cities. Mm-hmm. You know, those things are not godly things. And we're also we also have followed very closely everything that's gone on with the election. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not going to really get into all of that right now, but I will say this because we've had disagreements with people very close to us on. The details of this. And you know what? I will be the first to admit um, I wasn't there, right? Neither we're, were a lot of us, but neither, there are plenty of people who have come forward who were. Right. And I have, we we do research for a living, basically. Um, and we have taken the time to read these hundreds of pages worth of affidavits and looked at the evidence. Um, let me sum it up by saying my opinion what is happening is not right. Right. It's not right. Mm -mm. And I believe that a lot of us as Christians, we feel, we feel frustrated. 
I've even said it before, and, I, and I ha- I've had to ask the Lord to forgive me for saying this, but just in my frustration and my prayers, I've said, you know, Lord, I feel abandoned here. We, I've been praying and praying and praying for a revival. We finally had a good direction in our nation. We had a president who was the most pro-life in history, and, uh, you know, I was not a fan of his when when he was first elected. I voted for Ted Cruz in the primaries. I did not believe that President Trump was going to be the man in office that he has been, but he has been phenomenal. Yeah, and they even listed his, all of his accomplishments recently, which yeah. I'll add a link to because yeah. they have all of his accomplishments listed. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I don't... I didn't vote for a pastor. I voted for a leader, and that is what he has been, and he has done so much good for our nation and our world. And what is happening here is uh, is highly fraudulent. It's wrong, and a lot of us, there's about 100 million or so of us that feel very violated, very mm-hmm. frustrated. But let me just, here. here's a little tidbit of encouragement. And I had to use this with our oldest last night, talking to her, trying to calm her down. Um, because what does it say in scripture? Vengeance is mine, thus says the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, but in Proverbs 15, 3, it says the eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. Exactly. And I just and I loved the commentary and I had to read it to Elizabeth last night and I'll read it to you. Because it says, at times it seems that God has let evil run rampant in the world, and we wonder if he even notices it. But God sees everything clearly, both the evil actions and the evil intentions lying behind them. He is not an indifferent observer. He cares and is active in our world. Right now, his work may be unseen and unfelt, but don't give up. One day he will wipe out every evil and punish the evildoers just as he will establish the good and reward those who do his will. Mm-hmm. And if that's, if ever there's a call to, to get up and serve the Lord and do his will, do it. You know, as I've prayed and prayed over, over the past couple months, especially, um, and praying for justice and crying out to the Lord, how can you allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. Do you not see what's happening? And uh, of course the Lord sees what's happening. And it's what he's reminded me of is that his plan is what we see in the scriptures, that my ways are not your ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes he allows these things to happen to a nation to judge them. Mm -hmm. Uh, As we're reading through Judges, I encourage you, if you want to see that, in action, go read Judges. Yeah. Um, there is a great amount that our nation has to be judged over. Mm-hmm. Uh, for nearly half a century, we have been bowing to the God of child sacrifice, and we call it abortion. Mm-hmm. We are a wicked nation. Mm-hmm. 60 million plus mm-hmm. that we have murdered on the altar of convenience and... Um, and, and we have been indifferent to it and a lot of us have woken up to it and are doing what we can, but we feel like we're pushing against an enormous mountain. The Lord sees 
those of us who are being faithful to the call, and he also sees those who are not. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I want to remind believers especially, and I think we should do a series on this in coming weeks about end times prophecy. We had talked mm. about doing oh, this. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll have a guest on the show. Yes, I think we should. <laughs> we know some people. We know some people. When people ask, well, what do you think is coming next? Uh, immediately, we don't know. Nobody knows. We can't see the future. But but as believers, we have the scriptures that do tell us the future, that do tell us what is coming next. Mm-hmm. And biblically, the next major event on the biblical timeline is the catching away of the church, the mm-hmm. rapture. Whenever Christmas is getting near, uh, you see the signs, right? And you know that when you enter into the holiday season that Christmas is is getting near because you start seeing the signs of Christmas, but you also know that Thanksgiving is even closer. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a way to put into perspective. We know that that the Lord's return and his final judgment is getting closer because we see the signs of that. But we also know that, if you will, the Thanksgiving event is the church being taken away. Mm. So what are the things that we see right now that are, uh, that are absolutely in line with biblical, biblical events that we see these. And these are things that even a year ago, people might've scoffed and said, well, that's just Mm -hmm. conjecture and that's just tinfoil hat kind of conspiracy theory. (laughs) Um, in the end times, there will be a one world government and it will be, established by a single man who is controlled by Satan, and that man is the Antichrist. And he is called the lawless one. Mm -hmm. And he is given the power to cast a great deception over all of humanity so that they will believe the lie. And that man will form a pact with Israel to protect them. And it will be for a seven-year term, but halfway through that that contract, if you will, he will violate that contract and then try to wipe Israel off the map. But what goes on throughout that, that seven-year period is called the tribulation, and the last half is called the great tribulation. And the things that you maybe have heard about, if you haven't studied scriptures, you've heard of some of these things. They are in the scriptures. They are very real. Things like the mark of the beast, mm-hmm. right? Um, the mark of the beast, we don't know exactly what it is, but we know that the Bible tells us that in this one world government, that you will not be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Now, this is not a crazy concept at all, because this is being, this is now in headlines. <laughs> yeah. This is headline news now in our world. This idea that what we need is a one world government. We need, you know, one, one imperial leader to bring everything together and to have this notion of, of a, a single world currency. This is spoken of in Revelation in the Bible. So this is something that will come. And so as believers, we can look at these things and, and yes, they're scary, but we also know, listen, 
these are things that the Lord told us were going to happen, and we are seeing them happen. All of the chairs are being put in place. You can <laughs> think of yourself uh, waiting for a, a, a concert to start, and the curtain is drawn, but you can hear the chairs moving around behind the curtain, and you can hear the shuffling of feet, and you know that the stage is set, and they're just about to raise the curtain and start the show. And that's, I think, where we are right now. Well, and let me just point out, yes, his will, his way, our faith, we don't know the time. We don't know it. And in scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, um, every generation has thought that their time mm-hmm. has been it. Right, the, every, the, the, right. the last call, right. if you will. What we know is that these events are going to happen. What we don't know is when. And it may be the the last prophetic event uh, biblically that needed to happen to set up the world for what is next, which is the catching away of the church and then the beginning of the end times, was the reestablishment of Israel as a nation, which happened back right after World War II. And so there were people living in that era that said, that recognized the prophetic nature of that event and Mm -hmm. said, the end is here, it is coming. You could see how people living through World War II and watching the rise of Hitler and Italy and Japan and the whole world at war, how they could think that they were living in the, the last days too. But what we have seen now, my point with this is that that was back in the 40s when Israel was officially brought together again as a nation. Mm -hmm. And here we are in now 2021. And we're still chugging along. Yeah. So while I don't, I don't, I want people to recognize that these things are real, but it doesn't mean that the end is coming this afternoon right right? the lord could tarry and it may be another hundred years but i want people to recognize that these are things that can happen they're very real and they're they're going to happen Uh, one of the other things that is talked about of course is the whole concept of a one world government and being able to control an entire populace and even a year ago people would scoff at that. Well, you can't, you're not, who's going to be able to do that? Well, as John MacArthur so aptly put it, when all of this pandemic started is Mm -hmm. that what we have learned overnight is that to to topple nations, you don't need military force. All you need is fear. Mm -hmm. Hello lockdowns. The entire world Gener- and, and we're talking about generations. We are. This is not just the adults. Right. What about the conversation we just had last night? With, right. With our 11-year-old. Right. The entire world. So these things are very real. They're very realistic. Um, we don't know what's going to happen. We've got a pretty good idea. And as believers, we just need to be prepared. Yeah, things are going to get bad. It's, Share Jesus with it's, as many it, people as you know. It's as if it's not ugly enough already, it's going to get really ugly. Mm-hmm. And we just need to uh, lift each other up in prayer. We need to support each other. Mm-hmm. And especially as <clears throat> this suppression of free speech and expression ramps up now. I want to share part of this article that I wanted to share 
uh, on Tuesday, and this is written by Glenn Greenwald. And if you don't know who he is, he broke the Edward Snowden story. So <clears throat> if you haven't if you haven't seen the film Citizen Four, um, fascinating film. I don't recommend it necessarily for watching with your kids. No, there not is. Either. It's a profoundly important film to watch because. It is it is a documentary that could only be done once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Because uh, Laura Poitras and Glenn Greenwald and others that were involved in this, they were the ones who interviewed Snowden in this hotel room in Hong Kong and, and got this whole story, and then they broke all this news. And... They made a documentary about it while they were doing it. And, and, and what was the case? What what was Snowden? What is he known for? So Edward Snowden was the one who leaked all of the NSA spying mm -hmm. information yep. uh, and really changed the whole world. And if you're not on his uh, mailing list, you should be. Um, and his, uh, well, we'll put it in the show notes, what his website is. So yeah. this is called How Silicon Valley and a Show of Monopolistic Force Destroyed Parlor. So if you're not on Parlor, you should still be concerned about this because in case you haven't noticed, as we talked about Tuesday, we dumped all social media mm -hmm. because of what we saw happening. Mm -hmm. Um in the last three months, tech giants have censored political speech and journalism to manipulate U.S. politics, while liberals with virtual unanimity have cheered. All right. Critics of Silicon Valley censorship for years heard the same refrain. Tech platforms like Facebook, Google, and Twitter are private corporations and can host or ban whoever they want. If you don't like what they're doing, the solution is not to complain or regulate them. Instead, Go create your own social media platform that operates the way you think it should. The founders of Parler heard that suggestion and tried. In August 2018, they created a social media platform similar to Twitter, but which promised far greater privacy protections, including a refusal to aggregate user data in order to monetize them to advertisers or algorithmically evaluate their interests in order to promote content or products to them which is what Facebook and Twitter do to you. Right. You are the product. You're, mm -hmm. not the, you're not the customer. They also promise far greater free speech rights, rejecting the increasingly repressive content policing of Silicon Valley giants, i.e. fact checkers. Mm -hmm. Over the last year, Parler encountered immense success. Millions of people who objected to increasing repression of speech on the largest platforms or who had themselves been banned signed up for the new social media company. As Silicon Valley censorship radically escalated over the past several months, even banning pre-election reporting by the New York Post about the Biden family, denouncing and deleting multiple posts from the U.S. president, and then terminating his access altogether, mass removal of right-wing accounts, so many people migrated to Parler that it was catapulted to the number one spot on the list of most downloaded apps on the Apple Play Store. The sole and exclusive means which iPhone users have to download apps. Now, I actually didn't realize that. I mean, we're, we, <laughs> right. we're iPhone users, uh -huh. and I hadn't made that connection. Uh, overall, the app was the 10th most downloaded social media app in 2020, with 8.1 million new installations. It looked as if Parler had proven critics of Silicon Valley 
monopolistic power wrong. Their success showed that it was possible, after all, to create a new social media platform to compete with Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And they did so by doing exactly what Silicon Valley defenders long insisted should be done. If you don't like the rules imposed by tech giants, go create your own platform with different rules. But today, if you want to download, sign up for, or use Parler, you will be unable to do so. That is because three Silicon Valley companies, Amazon, Google, and Apple, abruptly united to remove Parler from the internet exactly at the moment when it became the most downloaded app in the country. If one were looking for evidence to demonstrate that these tech behemoths are, in fact, monopolies that engage in anti-competitive behavior in violation of antitrust laws and will obliterate any attempt to compete with them in the marketplace, it would be difficult to imagine anything more compelling than how they just use their unconstrained power to utterly destroy a rising competitor. So now he gives gives the timeline on this. Mm -hmm. Bear with me. The United Silicon Valley attack began on January 8th when Apple emailed Parler and gave them 24 hours to prove they had changed their moderation practices or else face removal from their app store. The letter claimed, quote, we have received numerous complaints regarding objectionable content in your Parler service, accusations that the Parler app was used to plan, coordinate, and facilitate the illegal activities in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. Oh, my goodness. Can we just say, hey, Facebook, how many illegal activities did you plan during the BLM riots? <laughs> right. and, and who was it that actually facilitated what happened at the Capitol? Uh, BLM and Antifa. Oh, my word. How was there a CNN journalist inside the Capitol building? <laughs> okay. Uh to ensure there is no interruption of the availability of your app on the App Store, please submit an update in the, at the requested moderation improvement plan within 24 hours of the date of this message. Blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> the 24-hour letter was an obvious pretext and purely performative. Removal was a fait accompli, no matter what Parler did. To begin with, the letter was immediately leaked to BuzzFeed. Oh, imagine that which published it in full. A parlor executive detailed the company's unsuccessful attempts to communicate with Apple. They basically ghosted us, he told me. The next day, Apple notified Parler of its removal from the App Store. That's convenient. Okay. <clears throat> we have now rejected your app for the App Store. Now, it is hard to overstate the harm to a platform from being removed from the App Store. If users of iPhones are barred from downloading apps onto their devices from the internet. If an app is not on the App Store, it cannot be used on the iPhone. Even iPhone users who have already downloaded Parler will lose the ability to receive updates, which will shortly render the platform both unmanageable and unsafe. Fun fact for you, Apple controls about 45% of the U.S. smartphone market and 20% of the global smartphone market and is projected to sell its two billionth iPhone in 2021. It is correct that in the smartphone handset market, Apple is not a monopoly. Instead, iOS and Android hold an effective duopoly in mobile operating systems. Shortly thereafter, Parler learned that Google, without warning, had also suspended it from its Play Store, 
severely limiting the ability of users to download Parler onto Android phones. Google's actions also meant that those using Parler on their Android phones would no longer receive necessary functionality and security updates. The day after a united Apple and Google acted against Parler, Amazon delivered the final blow. The company founded and run by the world's richest man, Jeff Jeff Bezos. Bezos, used virtually identical language as Apple to inform Parler that its web hosting service, known as Amazon AWS, was hereby terminating Parler's ability to have AWS host its site. Quote, because Parler cannot comply with our terms of service and possess and poses a very real risk to public safety, we plan to suspend Parler's account effective Sunday, January 10th. Because Amazon is such a dominant force in web hosting, Parler has thus far not found a hosting service for its platform, which is why it has disappeared not only from app stores and phones, but also from the internet. On Thursday, Parler was the most popular app in the United States. By Monday, three of the four Silicon Valley monopolies united to destroy it. So... Should we be concerned? I wanted to read that because, number one, because Glenn Greenwald is very thorough in his research, and I believe everything that he writes. I think he's got this pretty dead on. And I think, obviously, suppression of information like this is very real. So you're not going to hear this story in any of the quote-unquote mainstream media outlets. Right. They're never going to admit to what they've done. The point that I want to make in talking about this today is that when we say that things are going to get rough, this is what we're talking about. This is, it's not just people saying, oh, you Christians, be quiet. No, they, they want to shut you down, shut you up. They, they don't want you to have even the ability to speak. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of thing is going to continue to happen. And we need to be prepared for it. So now that you've read all that, what is the hope you are giving people today? Well, the hope that I take out of that is knowledge is the first step. Mm -hmm. We have to understand who they are and what their intentions are. And and understand. can Can I just add, and wisdom comes from the Lord. Wisdom comes from the Lord. And so when they tell you that they're going to do something, you need to... Pay attention, mm-hmm. because this is what they intend to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been talking about this and warning us about this for years, decades, and a lot of us honestly have blown it off. We've dismissed it, and now it's here. Yeah, and now that's why so many people are freaking out. Some people are freaking out. Some people are ignoring it and trying to pretend like la la la, nothing's happening, and a very few are waking up and seeing it for exactly what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's scary. But the hope that we have is in the Lord, in the Lord, that we know that what we told our eldest last night, the Lord's hand is in this and either it's going to get really bad and it's going to stay that way. In which case the Lord is coming soon and we're out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> or there's something 
coming that none of us would have even imagined. And, and the Lord has, he has heard our prayers. He still hears our Mm -hmm. prayers. He has not abandoned us, even though it, it can feel like it. So the hope is that we need to continue to, uh, Share the truth. Share the truth and pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. And just remember that the Lord has not forgotten about us. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is power. Yes. Well, thank you for that. And Mm -hmm. that is all the time we are going to spend today on this, friends. Thank you for joining us. And if you guys have things, articles that you want us to take a look at, you have questions about things, go ahead and send them our way. Mm -hmm. Mark and Amber at fearlessfeatures.org. And we will keep sharing the information that we know with all of you as long as we can. Until they shut us down. (laughs) And then we'll find another way. Yeah. (laughs) So, and if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, you can text um, as all in one word. We are fearless to 22828. Again, that's we are fearless, all one word, to 22828 to receive our newsletter. Because we have since removed ourselves from... Social media. Social media. The the mainstream Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else. So and if you Twitter. wanna Yeah, if you wanna stay in touch with us, that's the best way um, to do that. Right now we are working out how often we should be sending out emails. So we'd like your feedback on that too. If you'd like us to send a weekly email, great. A monthly email. Right now we just do monthly. So mm-hmm. let us know. We're gonna stay in touch with you guys. You stay in touch with us. Absolutely. Okay, we'll talk to you again next week. Next week is National School Choice Week. We're excited. We have lots of things to talk about with education. Education.